T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. If we locked in, ain't no switching up. Brody came home, went to pick him up. Kill my man's, I'm riding with a picture up. Shoot back to the crib, went to pick the switches up. All right, welcome back. Tobin Leroy here with you uh, here on a Friday. Take you up till 2 o'clock last hour of the show here. You guys can text to 305-567-0560. Hogman and Crowder coming up after us. They will be streaming live or be broadcasting live from FLA Live Arena. Uh, Commissioner Gary Bettman is going to join them in the 5 o'clock hour today. So you guys can check that on out and uh, see what the boys have to say from the NHL All-Star Skills Competition today. Matthew Kachuk in a couple events to rep your Panthers. We're going to talk some more heat with Wes Goldberg coming on up as the Heat lose last night to the Miami Heat, uh, lose to the New York Knicks, 106-104 on the day. Bam Adebayo was named to his second All-Star team, and uh, Kyle Lowry yet again not playing in the fourth quarter. So playing to cover with Wes, we'll get to that. But let's get to some headlines here, brought to you by the new Palmetto Ford Truck Supercenter. Why buy your truck at a car store? Palmetto Ford. We know trucks. Uh, Yesterday, the Dolphins, they made another coaching move. And they parted ways with their offensive line coach, Matt Applebaum. He is now fired. All right. right. Making moves. Making moves, dude. McCoachin didn't like how they were blocking. Yeah. So he sent them packing. Hit the bricks, Applebaum. And for the most part, you said that they had an improved year blocking, too. So I guess it wasn't enough. I feel like everybody thought that. I feel like everybody was looking at them and thinking to themselves, that uh, that this was an improved that this was an improved offensive line. I mean, hard not to be when you signed Teron Armstead, but yeah, I do think that they want a little bit more from the uh, they want a little bit more from the run game, and I think that was the big concern because you know they didn't give up any sacks this year, but you could also say like Tua Tagovailoa had a uh, you know had a quick release. He was so good at getting rid of the football, so I can see why they would want some improvement there. I, I don't think it's crazy. I think the thing that's just frustrating if you're a, if you're a Dolphin fan, it just feels like this cycle of the offensive line is a never-ending saga. They're always changing O-line coaches. They're always moving stuff around on the O-line. They've been trying to get this right combination together. Like I think as uh, I think Dolphin fans would just like a probably a run of like three. Can we get three years of of things just fairly consistent? Because they did good with the free agent moves. They did good with the free agent moves because Teron Armstead was good when he played. Uh, 
Connor, Connor Williams, he was good. They moved him to center. People didn't think, oh, is he going to be a couple high snaps here and there? But he was an Iron Man for him. I think people feel okay about Robert Hunt, but it's just like they never can quite get that connection. Now you have two high draft picks with Liam Eikenberg and Austin Jackson. You're like, do we really trust what these guys are going to bring to the table? I don't know. I don't know. And I think that's going to be an interesting thing is maybe – you know, he looks at this and he's just like, "Hey, these guys suck. They're not going to do anything. Uh, the, 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 they can't. They can't turn into anything." And maybe they're looking for somebody who can actually get the best out of those guys. And it's hard to know with Austin Jackson because you know you're talking about two nasty ankle sprains. So how can you know what he's going to be? But I don't feel like people were very impressed with them, and I also don't think that when they lost them this year, it it almost felt like the line got better, not worse. So that'll be an interesting thing to check out. It's obviously not as sexy as Fangs, which, by the way, how about this report? So Albert Breer, he is uh, reporting that Fangs is going to get four and a half million dollars a year to be the defensive coordinator for the Dolphins. That's a lot, I'm assuming, because they were going to make him the highest paid. But for some reason, I just imagine it'd be more. Really? Yeah, know, maybe there's some like uh, maybe there's some some under the table deals, you know. Fangs yeah. is uh is working the back room. But mm. this only goes more to my point. Like, dude, what took you so long with <laughs> making this decision? Like you really wow. had to you really had to put this mm. in into a thing where like, yeah, let me see, let me see what I could do. Let me see what I could string along here. Can I make him can I make him sweat a little bit more? They offered you that kind of money as an assistant coach. Yeah. And we were we had to be strung along here. Wow, and, and that's was, a lot. I'm looking at it. It's a million dollars is the the average of what a coordinator makes, more or less. Some obviously some could be more, some could be less. That's what an average is. Okay, Tobin, I didn't need the. Uh, anyway, uh, four million dollars. Now four I and a half. Four and a half. It's a lot of it's a lot of cash, dude. That's it's a lot, a lot of, of cash for for yeah. defensive coordinator. It's crazy. Jay Stud says for some reason I was expecting it to be something like seven million. I, I don't you know. For some reason, that's what I thought too. I don't know. Why. Maybe, maybe they're offering Fangs a pee, a little, a little <laughs> slice of the team too. He gets, the, he gets yeah. a little piece of that Fergie, uh, Fergie ownership. Might as well. I mean, what you said? It's three years or four years? Uh, I think the report was three years of the team option for a fourth. Nice. Okay. You see, if Andy does make the point though, he's going to get that only Fangs side <laughs> money. That's just true. Let's be rolling in the dough. Thanks. A really good point there. Yeah, solid. Well, that's a point, right? That's what we have this for. Point for Twitcher. I'll take it though. Just a wild thing. Um, but yeah, man, I like I saw that. I was like, wow, this thing. Now the interesting thing, getting back to this this Flores scenario that's going on in Denver. You guys really don't think there's something to my to, to, to my conspiracy theory that he's trying to catch Sean Payton in a a web of lies or a web of truth, a low, uh, a weak moment, because that is an interesting thing. He's going to maybe take that job for the guy who essentially sabotaged him out of a job. And you don't think it's crazy that Brian Flores would go on that interview. Okay. To see if he could get a moment of Sean Payton saying, you know, Flores, we had it planned all along where I was going to take over for you in Miami. And then Flores is like, thank you very much. Gotcha. And then just walks out with that evidence. You don't think you, you don't if think you are somehow right by any of this. Yeah. That's 
No, man. It's he's not, not though. He's, he's, not his, he's been you attacking. Just think he wants to, you just think he wants to coach. You've been attacking Brian Flores' character. You thought that he was taking the Cleveland job, possibly because he was gonna, you know, sneak up to the head coaching. Now, hold on, hold on. That's not fair. Don't don't paint it like How I'm attacking his character. Attacking his character, dude. That's all. No, 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 no. That's not attacking his character. That's yeah. just a savvy move. That's that's chess. That's what happened to him. It, hold on. If you were Brian Flores, yeah, and you were trying to get a job, now a Cleveland job got filled. He didn't get that one. But like, mm-hmm. if you wanted to be with Deshaun Watson all this time, you wouldn't take the defensive coordinator job. In knowing that Deshaun Watson would get a old Stefanski on the outs, and then whoosh, who becomes head coach? Old Flo. Okay. See, and it makes sense. I don't find that to be nefarious. I feel that to be savvy. You got got. Now you get them. So with this though, this is a different scenario. I feel like it's kind of like uh, how do I put this? It's it's almost like you 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 put a, you you make it feel like you're friends with Sean Payton or that you're allies with Sean Payton. But really what you're trying to do is catch him in a moment where it could benefit you. Maybe that's on the interview. Maybe he has to take the job. I don't know what it's going to take, but I do know that Brian Flores is still suing the NFL. I do know that the Broncos are part of that lawsuit where they had some of the, you know, they were very upset that Brian Flores was basically saying that they were showing up to, to meetings hung over, basically giving him, you know, uh, just an, uh, a token interview. So they're just going to forget that. Okay. We'll do what Sean Payton says, just like we did with the Vic Fangio, you know, close to pursuit. I don't know, man. I, I don't think it's that wild. You guys look at me and you say, I'm tinfoil. What did you call me? Tinfoil tin tobes. <laughs> yes. Dude, I'm not tinfoil. I don't think that I don't see. I don't find these to be that outlandish or that crazy a leap well, you have brian flores walking around the denver facility in a trench coat with a wire on just waiting to go Aha! just let him know that he's wearing a wire he's not gonna no, do I, that, no dude. you don't let him know you're wearing a wire you bring it back to your lawyers and then you use it for evidence in the lawsuit is that are, is that evidence allowed to be used you captured it without him knowing well, i don't know okay how about this what about court of public opinion what if it happens to get mm. quote unquote Leaks. Oh yeah. There you, <laughs> there you go. What if he what if they don't know that he's the one that leaked it? Yeah. You know, all of a sudden it happens all the time. Now it now it's just Sean Payton makes joke about Brian Flores losing his job and he was gonna take over for him in Miami. <gasps> and then all of a sudden that's it. How are you gonna how is how is that not gonna make the court case? Of course it does. It's of a course classic it does. move, though. This is a classic New England move. Maybe he learned this during his time there. When the block gets a little bit hot, you go, you ruin another franchise. Tom Brady did it to us. Now he's trying to ruin Denver. I get it. I, it's not even about ruining Denver. It's not even about catching Sean Payton. Because Sean Payton's not going to get sued. It's about the NFL. Like, how can he win the case? And, yeah, I get people who's like, oh, he just wants to coach again. Great. Maybe he does. But also, I think he wants to win this lawsuit. And sometimes you got to get your hands dirty. So, you know, you ask all these players to put their hand in the dirt. He can get his hand in the dirt a little bit. So how does that conversation even come about? Like, oh, Sean, please tell me about eh, a little hobnobbing back and forth. Sean Payton's old. The old love to hobnob, dude. So like he's like, oh, I saw you guys were going after Vic. He goes, ah, yeah, it didn't really work out, you know. You know, listen, we, we, and I like it, you know, we were going to work together. Uh, uh, you know, that was the plan at one point he goes, Oh really? When? Mm. 
And he goes, well, funny enough, you should say that, Flo, now that we're going to bring you aboard. <laughs> yeah. We were going to be the plan for replacing you in Miami. You know, Steve had, the, had it the whole time. Oh, really? After I had the back-to-back winning seasons? Yup. Okay. So they're just openly I, talking about Sean Payton. It's like, oh, funny you mentioned this, Brian. Yeah, because what's it going to matter to Sean Payton? He's yeah. not in trouble. Yeah, but I mean, essentially, he's kind of like, it's kind of. Yeah, he did. He did. Which is why, if you're Brian Flores, you got to use his uh, his ego against him. Mm-hmm. But okay. it's the same thing. Like, don't forget. Remember how this whole thing. Uh, don't forget how this whole thing blew up. Remember that it was Bill Belichick. Who oh, that's right. Essentially texted Brian mm-hmm. Flores. Congratulations. Yeah. Instead of Brian Dayball. Dayball. Yeah. And people are like, well, did, did Bill Belichick do that on purpose? Mm-hmm. Or did he do that to screw the Dolphins? Why would he do that? You're talking about the most nefarious mind in all of sports. Who happened to work for that nefarious mind? Why would they do that? Brian Flores. Wow. It's all there, dude. It's all there. I'm telling all you right pieces now. pieces are coming together. And look, yeah, yeah, you know, good for Brian Flores. He's got to do what he's got to do. But I would be, when I saw that, I'm like, wait a minute. He's still suing that team. Hmm. He's got to know that Sean Payton was going to be the plan all along in Miami. There were reports. There were terms of deals that were out there. Didn't Dave Hyde report? They already had the terms of uh, of Peyton's contract. Wasn't it like twenty five million he was going to make? Yeah. Down here. So Brian Flores, you don't think this guy's been taking as a person who's putting a lawsuit together? You don't think he's taking notes of all this stuff, making making uh, notes all along the way, and how he could make his case even stronger? How do you make it even strong? How could it possibly be stronger than? Getting it straight from the horse's mouth, and I'm not talking about John Elway here. <laughs> you go and get it from Sean Payton that, yeah, I was going to get that Dolphins job all along. And, you know, maybe it takes him taking the job to get that evidence. But I think he's going to get that evidence. Dude. Okay. That's what I think he's there for. I don't think he's just there to take a job. I don't think he's there to let bygones yeah. be bygones. So he's there on like another mission of some sort. He has an ulterior mode. Stealth motive. mission, dude. Stealth, Stealth mission. Mission for yes. Brian Flores. You don't yes. think the guy just wants a coach after possibly losing his career, being a head coach, accepting a position that, I don't know, he was the assistant janitor in Pittsburgh for all I know because he just wanted to coach so bad. You don't think he's just trying to coach. You think nope. there's a plan behind it. Nope. Don't all think right. he's just trying to coach. Okay. Because I feel like there's other places he could go coach. Yeah. Taking an interview with Denver is a little bit weird. It is a little bit weird. I will give you that. It is a little bit weird. Again, they are a part of his lawsuit. Sean Payton did cost him his job. I see what you're saying here. I get it. Thank but you. But it's just, just too much. I don't imagine Brian Flores. It sounds like it, Look, it's okay, Marcos. Yeah. Leroy's not here. Yes. You can agree with me. It's yeah. okay. I don't know. You're not going to get in trouble. JFig, you're very silent in all of this. It's okay so- if you agree with me in this. <laughs> You, Leroy no, is not going to. Don't gonna try to. Don't try no, to put me in. Because you guys are. All, I mean, let's I'm just, here just try not to have construction trucks and Scooby barking. Let's on just. The let's just say what's what. You guys let Leroy bully you into oh, thinking okay. that I am a conspiracy you theorist. You are just bullying me. I think you're bullying us now. You're bullying us. Into, <laughs> I'm not into bullying being on you. Your side. I'm telling you right now. Yeah. Something's happening here with the Brian Flores interview. Something's happening here. Yeah. Something is happening. Why would they do that? Okay. Exactly, dude. Look, I'm going to mark this. I'm sure the results there's of this people, interview. There's people on Twitch saying that this is illegal. Yeah. You're illegal, Tobin. This has to be Your illegal. Your thoughts are illegal. Oh, it's illegal? Like, nothing's ever leaked before in the history of <laughs> mankind. It's illegal. Yeah. 
No, they can't use it. Eh, maybe they couldn't use it in, in court. Maybe in, in a criminal case. You're also uh, banking on, like, you're, you're saying Sean Payton is so egotistical that he's just going to come out and be like, yo, you remember when I almost took your job, dude? That was dude, crazy. He just asked his friend to come be the defensive coordinator at a place that fired him. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's egotistical. Yeah. Have you heard him? Have you heard him on uh, th- this blowhard? Nah. This guy had Kevin James play him in a movie. He just reeks of ego. He did say the Teddy King Bridgewater. of Queens. Right. <laughs> like, come on, dude. It's all there. You guys just yeah. got to open your eyes to it. You got to be more willing to, 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 to break fourth wall every now and then. Oh, look, Hamilton Emery. I don't know. Says not illegal, just not admissible. And also the exactly. court of public opinion. Are there any laws? Nope. All right. Nope. That's the thing. Keep an eye that on is it. The, how about that? Let's just keep an eye on it. Well, let's say let's say it's like this. It's like, oh, you know, oh, we can't bring it up in court. But could they interrogate Sean Payton now? All of a sudden, this is out there. Hmm. Who's to say? Who's to say? now? Hopefully, I'm not exposing Brian Flores. Hopefully, that you know, he still is able to go through with his plan. You yeah. Know. I don't think Sean Payton's listening to uh, 560 right now. Like, well, you never know. <laughs> well, you never if, know. If he's you know as egotistical, he'll say it anyway. Once I start sending these videos out to cyberspace, the word will get around. We'll shift topics. We'll go to the heat. Wes Goldberg locked on heat. We'll talk a little uh, of your favorite basketball team with him. Trade fodder. Heat losing to the Knicks. Bam. Becoming an all-star. All that. We'll get to that with Wes coming up next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, 15 minutes of heat here for you on 560 WQAM. Take it up till 2. If you missed any of today's show, you guys can get the Tobin Leroy podcast on all your podcast platforms. We're streaming live on YouTube and Twitch. Miami 560 WQAM is the channel there. He lose last night, 106-104 to the New York Knicks. And uh, we'll talk about it with our guy, 
Wes Goldberg from Locked on Heat on the Kendall Toyota text line. Shop over 1,500 Toyota's, in, or excuse me, the Toyota of Hollywood guest line. Shop over 1,500 Toyota's indoors in one of America's largest showrooms at Toyota of Hollywood on 441 between Hollywood and Sheridan. Wes Goldberg from Locked on Heat. He joins yeah. us there. What's going on, Wes? How are you, man? I'm good, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. It's good to have you, too. So uh, biggest takeaway from last night's game, another close one for Miami. Lose a, a tough one, basically, at the at the buzzer. Tyler misses the uh, the, the game-winning three. What were your uh, your biggest takeaways from last night? Well, the big one was I thought that the Cavaliers win was one of the better wins for the Heat all season. You go, you, you, the Cavs are obviously a, a playoff team. They're looking like Eastern Conference contenders for large uh, parts of the season. They're fully healthy. And the Heat just haven't had like a lot of those kinds of like quality wins. And then you had a chance to do the same thing against the Knicks. And, and you didn't. Um, losing that game, they were really disappointed. Talking to the coaches and the players afterwards, like they were just, there was, it, it wasn't, the most impatient and and maybe the most upset that they've been this year, but it it kind of reminded me of like those those losses to San Antonio in Miami and stuff. Like they they thought that they should have had that game, which I was a little surprised by honestly because I didn't think they played all that well outside of Bam and Max Drews hit a couple of shots. But other than that, but the fact that they even had an opportunity there with Tyler Hero to take that shot from the corner uh, to go for the win there with that three pointer, the fact that they even were able to get it that close again. Um, I thought was pretty surprising because I didn't think they played well at all. I, I, I didn't think they had any business winning last night's game. So just the fact that they had a chance to, to steal one on the road like that um, was all of that was surprising to me, including the reaction afterwards and just sort of how, uh, again, how, how disappointed the team just felt because it felt like they, I think they felt like they were building on stuff. And obviously this game has so much meaning in the standings when you're looking at Miami being six and the Knicks being seven. So I think they went in there thinking that they're going to win. And, and I don't think Spo is happy with overall just the, the, the performance that they put together. Wes, what do you think they're going to do with Kyle? Like this is, you know, a couple of first halves back to back. He hasn't scored. He's now basically not playing in the fourth quarter. I, I just, I don't know, man. It feels like Spo's almost starting him just out of respect for the name. But the fit just doesn't seem to be there right now. Um, like, do you feel like he's going to be here past the trade deadline? And if he is, how do they figure out how to utilize him? So my sense is that they've been pretty open about um, talking to other teams about possible trades. The hard, the hard thing about Lowry is I, I don't really know the deal that makes sense. You know, I, I, I don't know. I know that like the Timberwolves trade has sort of been out there with for D'Angelo Russell. I don't know that D'Angelo Russell is a fit in Miami culture-wise and all those kind of things. Um, and then obviously there's the Clippers out there. They're they're looking for a point guard. That to me makes the most sense. But I, Kyle Lowry's not at the top of their list. I think they're going to be looking for somebody like Fred VanVleet or or even Mike Conley. But if they don't want to part with the draft capital or if they're not able to get one of those guys, then maybe Kyle Lowry is an option for them. But when you're really looking what that trade would look like. You're probably not getting much uh, draft capital back, if anything. Maybe some second rounders or just something like that. No first round picks. You're probably getting somebody like Reggie Jackson or Robert Covington or maybe a Luke Kennard or a Marcus Morris back. Who are, you know, they're fine. They're like okay rotation players. You're not doing. You're, you're not really going out and getting a, a real difference maker if you're trading Kyle Lowry. That said, there could be some motivation by the Heat to just get rid of Kyle Lowry because of his contract, right? Because this is a team that has a couple of extensions kicking in next year. They're going to be deep into the tax. They need to find ways to save money. And if Kyle Lowry, I think it's gone a little bit 
too negative for, uh, against him from the fan base a little bit. I think he's still a helpful player, but he's also not worth the, the, the almost $30 million that you're paying him right now production-wise. And he's just not producing. He's not producing. Like you said, he's not playing in fourth quarters anymore. I do think that um, he's dropped down in the pecking order. I mean, last year he was just in Sharpie, part of the closing lineup, and he's not that anymore. And that's everything that you need to know. You know, Spolstra can go up there and post-game press conference and say, hey, he's our QB1, Hall of Fame quarterback, blah, 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 nothing but respect, future Hall of Famer. But actions speak louder than words. And you're not playing this dude in the most important moments of games anymore. And that, to me, is meaningful. And it means to me that Kyle Lowry is no longer part of the core of this team. And then, and then that, that presents those other questions is, okay, if he's not part of the core, do we trade him? And what does that kind of deal look like? And what would, be, what, would be, what would we be willing to give him up for if only just to get some of that cap saving next year? And if you're making a move like that, what does that say about this year? If you're making moves to try to save money for next year? I just think the thing that's become fascinating with him is that I got the idea of having him last year. It was almost like, you know, training wheels for your two young guys in Bam and Tyler. I don't feel like they need him anymore. I feel like the chemistry that Tyler and Bam have together on top of, you know, Tyler's growth as a playmaker and Vic being a contributor this year. I just feel like he's kind of phased out. I don't know how much he has left in the tank. And I agree with you. It's probably turned to negative. I don't necessarily even think this is a Kyle's washed thing. I just, I don't know how good a fit he is here anymore. That's exactly it. I mean, he's talked about this. He's like, okay, more, more of my shots now are sort of the catch and shoot variety. I've got to play off the ball a little bit more and, and, and try to figure out a rhythm offensively in that way. And look, those, those opportunities are there. Like he's getting the shots. I don't even know if it's like a in rhythm thing. Those shots just aren't going in and maybe it's part of his Maybe it's his age, you know, he's front-rimming these three-pointers and stuff like that. But even beyond that, um, the offense last year, the one that Kyle Lowry joined as a free agent, that was built around Kyle Lowry and Jimmy Butler doing their high basketball IQ, bully ball kind of offense. That is not the offense that he is part of anymore. Now it is Tyler Hero and Bam Adebayo, two-man game, pick-and-roll stuff, Jimmy Butler finding his spots off of that, and then Kyle Lowry having to find his spots off of that. Like, this... The offense goes through Tyler and Bam now, so I agree with you completely. Like, he's 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 not really needed. I, I think even if you traded Kyle Lowry, I don't think that you even elevate Gabe Vincent into the starting lineup. I, I, the way this offense runs now, you just move Tyler back to point guard, put somebody else as shooting guard. Maybe it's Victor Oladipo. You give him the starting job. But the offense is still going to be Tyler Hero and Bam Adebayo running that pick and roll, and there's enough playmaking now between Tyler, between Bam, between Jimmy that just, like, Kyle Lowry is so unselfish that it's almost it's become not a fit in the offense. It's almost to a fault now because you almost you just need players to be unselfish and take those shots that that the main triggers of the offense, which again are the Tyler Hero, Bam Adebayo pick of the ball, Jim Butler post ups. Those main triggers are getting you those shots. And now Kyle Lowry is less of a shot creator and he has to be more of a shot maker. And that's just never really been what he's done in the NBA. And so I think it's been an adjustment for him. And if you can repurpose that money and, and that salary cap slot and all that stuff to somebody who's more of a fit, then I think if you're the Heat, you kind of have to look at that. Talking to Wes Goldberg, you guys catch him on Lockdown Heat. does a fantastic job with David Meal covering the Heat every single game. They do a great job on their YouTube page and all podcast platforms. One more before we get you out of here, man. Um, yeah. You seem uh, Jimmy Butler. You think he got snubbed on the All-Star game. Great. We're having Bam made it, but you feel like Jimmy Butler should have as well. Jimmy Butler should have made it. I, I understand if it's the availability thing, but once Zion made it as a starter in the West, like avail like games played didn't matter anymore. Like that was, and so the fact that he Jimmy 
there was so many issues with all the reserves, honestly. But the, but if we're talking about Jimmy Butler, like there's also that argument. Well, if you if Jimmy Butler, of course he's an All Star, but if he got snubbed and you think he should be on, who should be off? And usually that's a pretty good argument. It's like, yeah, you know what? There's only a limited amount of uh, reserves. There's only a limited amount of All Star uh, spots. But in this case, like Julius Randle over Jimmy Butler, come on. Like Drew Holiday, I get a little bit, but like there's even Demar Derozan is that a nice year for Chicago? But I don't look at the Bulls as being like. Uh, one of these teams that needs to have an all-star on there. If you want to do the Julius Randle argument, you're like, all right, the Knicks get one, the Heat get one all-star. Like, okay, we could do that. Like, the Bulls don't deserve an all-star. And DeMar DeRozan's been fine. But Jimmy Butler's been awesome when he's on the court. And uh, last night was not a good showing by Jimmy Butler, so we didn't really back that up at all. But I, I just – I thought it was ridiculous. Like, Jimmy Butler's an all-star. He should be in there. Um, and so he got snubbed. But I do want to try to focus the conversation a little bit on All-Star, on Bam Adebayo making it, because he got snubbed last year. Yep. The fact that Bam made it is huge. And I think it's very meaningful, by the way, that when the coaches had to give the Heat an All-Star, because you, know, you look at the, the reserves that they picked, and they're like, all right, each team gets an All-Star. When the coaches were looking at who did the Heat get, they didn't go with Jimmy. They went with Bam. And that, to me, is, is pretty significant when we're talking about Bam's status in the league and the respect that he's getting from coaches, rival players, and things like that. The players voted Bam really high. The coaches voted him really high. The national media voted Bam really high. Bam doesn't really have the fan support that he needed. That was the issue with, with, in terms of him getting more votes and, and getting into one of the starting spots potentially. But uh, I think the fans will catch up next year. But he's got nothing but respect, the utmost respect from people who know ball across the league. Appreciate the time. Where are you, where are you going to eat? What do you got going on there? What are we, what are we so, waiting for? <laughs> We, I just had lunch. I'm still in New York, so I apologize for some of the background noise here. I tried Not to find a problem at work. all. It was, either, it was either this or staying in the 20 degree weather. So I was like, you know what? They could deal with a little bit of background noise. <laughs> Are you, uh, what did you, uh, like, cause it kind of looks like a Flanagan's, but obviously it's New York, so it's not. What did you, uh, what did you, uh, uh Flanagan's would be wonderful. What is this place called? The Malt House? The Malt House. Um, so uh -huh. I just had a buffalo chicken sandwich. What? It was, it was solid. Yeah. Uh, man. Really are you going to Milwaukee or are you, uh, on your way back here? I'm coming back tomorrow morning. Back to Miami. No more cold weather for me. All right, buddy. Safe <laughs> travels. Thank you for giving us some time. Thanks, guys. There you go. Wes Goldberg. Check him out. Locked on Heat. Uh, does a tremendous job. Uh, their podcast with David Ramil. Uh, and uh, we appreciate him giving us some time. Malt House? You're, you're not fooling anyone, New York. That's an ale house. Come on. Um, <laughs> Malt House, dude? What? You think they're just switching it up they're on us? switching the name on. Oh, no. This is they an They just made it a lot fancier. This is Malt House. Out. I just got really jealous because I was like, man, I really want lunch. So I'm. Well, you know I what? I've noticed we get very hungry. <laughs> like around this like but slot. This now, is like this is the time slot to be hungry. We're hungry, yep. dude. We're hungry, I'm hungry dude. I'm ready I'm to starving. ready to go. Uh, we got one more segment. We'll be back with more after this. Tobin and Leroy here with you on 560 WQAM. Hope everybody has a great weekend out there. Hogman and Crowder, they're coming up after us. They will be live from FLA Live Arena. They're there for the NHL All-Star Skills Competition, which the Panthers are hosting this weekend. And uh, tonight they uh, have all that stuff, you know, fastest skater, hardest slap shot, um, all that jazz. Gary Bettman. NHL commissioner. He's going to join Hawk and Crowder in the five o'clock hour. So be tuned on in. Listen for that. 
and uh, have that all ready to go for you guys. Thanks again to Wes Goldberg for joining the show. Thanks to Christos Saltis for uh, joining us. Both those guys talking some great hoops. We appreciate them. And uh, Leroy will be back on Monday. Uh, he dipped out today early to go check on his knee. We got good news on that. I'll allow him to share that coming up on Monday. But uh, it's been a nightmare for him as far as getting all this stuff uh, checked out on and uh, making sure our guy is okay. So we got good news on that front. And uh, we'll talk to you guys about that on Monday after the uh, the weekend. We didn't get to tickle his fancy today either. I wanted to, you know, but I feel like I would have just annoyed him because I would have just gone with ridiculous events. Yeah, I was going to say that there's not too many games this weekend to pick from. So, no, it's just it's you got one all star weekend. You yeah, got two all star weekends, all-star, essentially yeah. two all star weekends, a heat game, uh, a Canes game. And you have a pretty whack UFC card tomorrow. With, wow, uh, really? For you to say yeah. that means that there's nothing yeah, there. It's not a great card, dude. <laughs> oh, it's man. not a great okay. I think the argument is Bellator's probably got the better card tomorrow, honestly. Oh, okay. So little bit of a uh, little bit of tough sledding. But hey, you know, what are you gonna do? Not everyone's now the next week, the pay per view. Yeah. Can't wait for that. Yeah. That one is gonna be Goosey's galore. Yeah. Looking forward to that as well. Yeah. Do so you watch any fights anywhere? You always you always watch them at home. Uh, I used to go to bars a lot to watch fights. Yeah, but um, they haven't. They they just came a time. I want to say it was like around. I don't know. Probably after Connor lost to Nate, mm. that the local places stopped showing it. Now I know there's a couple places that still will show everyone. I think Duffy's still does. Nice. And I want to say Buffalo Wild Wings does. So every once in a while, I'll hop over there, especially if I'm with friends to go, you know, check out a fight. And I don't want to keep the house up late. But um, no, there used to be the place I used to go to was Brass Monkey, which was right across. And they used to show every pay-per-view, but they stopped. They got new owners and they cheaped out. Bastards. Yeah, still Those like things are expensive, food. though, man. They are. Yeah. For especially yeah. for restaurants. For they restaurants. Are. Yeah. yeah. I used to work at Hill House by- and that thing was expensive, dude. Yeah, but I think Ale House had like a deal. They probably got some kind of a deal to to, uh, to show it because it brings in a lot of customers because yeah. people want to have a good time and not necessarily pay $90 or $80, whatever the hell the price is now for a UFC pay-per-view. So, uh, no, I don't I don't go out watch I, I don't go out to watch the uh, the fights much anymore. Um, you know, because like where else shows them like strip clubs like that's yeah, Cheetah will show you. <laughs> I'm not gonna, the last two fights that I saw, I was I went to Cheetah and I was at Cheetah for Cheetah. They always show that I was I was there for uh, Leon uh, Leon Edwards crazy knockout. Was that I, your birthday? Yeah, I missed that one. I was I was occupied and then all of a sudden I was like, oh, this fight's over. Forget it. It wasn't over. It wasn't over. Uh, and then the one before day. that, I saw it was Amanda Nunez when she when she lost. That was so, crazy. Two of the biggest upsets, man. I just like being around it, a crowd there, that yells. There is something about being in a in an atmosphere when something crazy in a fight happens. It yeah. is way better. Like I like what it, it's a couple of things because you have to listen to the dopes while you watch MMA, and if yeah. you know fighting at all, that can be a little bit. <laughs> I'm sure that bothers you so much. Dude. I try not to though. Like it's yeah. it, you know I don't want to be like the unctuous soccer fan who's like mm-hmm. <laughs> you do they're the beautiful game. Yeah. I don't want to be that guy. I want people to watch fighting. That's that's so I I don't like correct them. I'm just like ah, yeah exactly. Sometimes wrong. you just got to be like man okay. But when something goes down like crazy, when yeah. a crazy ending happens in fighting. It's awesome to be around people. 
It's like, I mean, like nothing is like being there yeah. at a UFC when something crazy happens. But man, when it's uh yeah, if you're watching amongst when you're watching a bunch of months amongst a bunch of people, it's 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 amazing. People any, people go uh, nutty. It's kind of like watching the Super Bowl also. Yeah, true, true. Yeah, I mean, but, the but the Super Bowl, I can lose interest in the Super Bowl pretty quickly. You yeah. know, last year's Super Bowl was pretty good. We watched it at Leroy's house. Yeah. I mean, but barely you you were you were being kidnapped by the dog the entire time. I was harassed by Zeus. <laughs> yeah, he was bugging me the whole time, man. <laughs> anyway, so thanks again to uh, to the guys who watch us. And shout out to Bam, by the way. I just wanted to like close out. He was awesome last night. Kevin Pelton, bum take by you. The guy has had a sensational season every which way. And Wes makes a good point. You know, out of all the uh, the all stars that they could have gone with uh, on the Heat, if they could if they could have gone with him or Jimmy, they went with Bam. And that was the right choice because he's been tremendous this year on both ends. He's been an Iron Man. He's played a lot more games than Jimmy. You know, games decided might not be the all thing, everything for an all star. But I think certainly if you're going to send one all star, the idea that they've both been awesome this year, but Bam has been there for way more games. I think he's only missed six games this year. It, it definitely should be uh, be a factor in him going. And, you know. I hope everybody just appreciates what they're watching with him because, you know, he's 25 years old and he's having a really, really amazing season. I'm glad that he's getting some of the recognition that he deserves. Hopefully this will translate into uh deep boy stuff as well. And he can finally get that award that he's uh, been seeking so much over the last few years. And as far as and Jimmy, I mean, like, look, Jimmy's happy. He's not going. I mean, that's yeah. the you that's know, vacation. He, he he probably should go, but he's glad he's not going. Did you guys see that that jacket that he wore yesterday, though? Oh, that was fine. Mm. People like that. Nah. He was wearing this Dolphins jacket to the game yesterday. <sighs> now, I got a lot of snark from people who are like, well, that's why he didn't even put up 15 points. Ah, okay. Oh, okay. okay. Did he look like Skylar? Was he basketball version of Skylar Thompson last night? Hmm. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. He very much was the basketball version of that, but... That jacket is fire. Yeah. You have to agree. That thing yeah, is look at him. Oh, unbelievable. Pretty fresh. Oh, you know, I did. I, I saw someone else with that recently as well. I think there's like a, a guy making some like dolphin uh, related jackets because I think I saw uh, one of those drivers, the not the F1 that recently was at Hard Rock Stadium. He was visiting the Miami Dolphins and he had a that Letterman. I'm telling you, between that, between the the Panthers jerseys, the Miami Heat throwback selection, we got some nice I merch that, down here, dude. Is that like the uh, yeah? But how much does that jacket cost? Yeah, like, let's be real. Like that looks like a six hundred dollar jacket. That thing looks like it costs Absolutely. a lot of money. There's no way because I see like they tried to rewrap, bring back the starter jackets. Yeah, and those things are like two hundred dollars. Mm. There's no way that that jacket that Jimmy's wearing, yeah, is like a. It's not like an eighty dollar hoodie that you get at uh at dick sporting goods he he i'm sure he got it for free i'm just saying for the common folk remember when it was like remember justin bieber back in the day you guys remember when he was sitting there for the big three heat games and Ooh. he had that leather heat hat on and it cost like 500 dollars. yeah so i found the jacket that he's wearing now because i did see it on someone else the reason why i recognize it is because it says andrew on the actual like sleeve itself not on the oh. so it literally says Andrew on it. Not on the right side, but on the left side there. And I'm looking at the price, four hundred and fifty dollars, which is better than Yeesh. what you thought it would be. But that is still right. pretty expensive. Still sure. a lot. Still, I mean, nothing for Jimmy Butler, and I'm sure he got it for free. But still, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, very nice. that's a very expensive jacket. But but fire. But yeah, maybe don't it. wear it. But maybe don't wear it again because you know. <laughs> 
acting that didn't have good vibes. You got to just move yeah. on, dude. You got to. I'm surprised he wore it though. I was like, ah, Jimmy's. I thought he was like a Georgia guy. I thought I'd see UD in that jacket. I feel like. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you get a free jacket, you're gonna wear a free jacket. You know. Uh. JIP, who's uh, got the uh, the in on it. Ovo Clothing has a partnership with Oof. the NFL. Right. That's OVO, but it's okay. How would you know OVO? that? OVO? Yeah. That's what is a, that? That's Drake. Is that, Isn't Drake? that Drake? Yeah. October's very own. Is that a Drake jacket? I don't I don't know. It says Andrew. What's this guy's name? Andrew Downtown. Is that like a store? Let's find out. Now we're doing, we're doing investigation. Andrew Downtown. Oh, look. It's a store in downtown Miami. And I don't know. I don't see any affiliation. You're telling me he packed that? He must have, yeah. It's a it's a store in downtown Miami. Unfortunately, the jacket is sold out, but it is listed right now. Andrew Downtown. It's right next to uh, the arena, apparently. And yeah, four hundred fifty dollars. Wow. You too can be as stylish as Jimmy Butler whenever it comes back in stock. Good luck. Marty McCann just is laughing at Ovo. My bad. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know what Drake's yeah. brand is. No, it's, okay. it's okay. Isn't that with the owl? Yes. Yeah. That he go. stole from FAU. Okay. I don't know if he stole it. <laughs> oh, dude. I know an owl stolen when I see one. Okay. You didn't right? call that owl's name without knowing it the other day. <laughs> That's Gouda, dude. Everybody knows. Everybody knows. Yeah, I guess so. So sorry. I didn't know Drake's brand. <laughs> okay. Look, no one's attacking you. Just a couple. Uh, you know, like, uh, you know. Well, I'm we're not attacking you because I'm the old never know these things. The old oh, don't know Drake's there you go. I need an apology to the old for all the slander you did all week. Look, Look dude. The old love apologies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Do you think I went too hard at the old this week? I know you. I have... 12 clips I'm about to play that prove that you definitely went too too hard on the old this week. I don't even like calling uh, them. Now you got me calling. I, the elderly, Tobin. We refer to them why? as the why do we refer? But why do we refer to Why can't we just call them the old? Just don't like it. It just seems something about it feels wrong. It sounds insulting, I think. Yeah. Anything that you put the in front of, like when you're just referring to a group of people, just never really just sounds but good. It's, it's also what follows up. The but you would, but yeah. you would agree that most people would say the elderly is acceptable, correct? Yes. So it seems yes. a little silly if I'm just shorting it up. It's like a nickname. What's wrong with calling them the old? I don't know. Like if if Joe Biden came over here, I would be like, "What's up, Prez?" You know, I would I would have just shorten it. You can't shorten some things. I don't know. Game it's boys. Like when you call Marcos. Frog boy, it's kind mm, of the same thing. I don't think it's the you same. You call me birderer, it's the same thing. That's the same. Nah, I didn't you call you that. Mike Diamante called you that. For lashing out. out. Lashing out now. Jay Figs, a birderer. Who's lashing out? Because it's not me. Game Boy 305 says it looks like an owl. OVO. Hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it does, actually. I never noticed that. All right, everybody, that's our show for today. We'll talk to you guys on Monday. He doesn't live life on Twitter, Tobin. He's one of the old. They'll be back. The old love attention. You know, because the old aren't very good with technology. Okay. And they hobnob, yeah? The old love to hobnob. The old don't like to rush. Because the old love chess, especially in the park. Blue bloods. The old love blue bloods. Were you in flip-flops? No, I was in my frog socks. Mm. I just call those socks. Free dinners. The old love free meals. Hope you mother have a good day. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.